Good morning, everyone. Uh, today I am officially 22. Thank you. Although I don't really feel a whole lot older than 22, it's actually my 22nd anniversary as a priest. Thank you. Thank you. So there are many uh, milestones in people's lives. 22 is usually not one of them. But 22 is actually an important year because the once talented Taylor Swift says that 22 is when we're feeling happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. Oh yeah, I forgot that last piece. Um, so just to be very transparent, I'm actually happy, free, and magical. I don't feel confused and lonely or miserable at all. But the song gets a little better than that, so let's uh, play a little part of it. Too bad we don't have a screen to see that live, but it's okay. Uh, there's two reasons I played that. One is because this is the only day in my entire life where I, where I can actually get away with that. <laughs> the second reason is there's some truth to that. Everything will be all right if you keep me next to you. That's kind of a really nice theme for ministry that ministry is something we do together. And also, everything will be all right if we just keep dancing like we're 22. Another actually very important theme for the spiritual life, dancing, harmony. Not just dancing in a random crazy way, but dancing with each other in harmony and also very importantly, dancing with God. Collaborating with God in a beautiful dance of life. So this is not only my 22nd anniversary as a priest, but within a few weeks, it's also my eighth wonderful year here at Holy Cross. So anniversaries are celebrations. I don't really care too much for them, but they're actually a great time to reflect um, on the past, but also on the future. And today I wanted to focus on a few verses in the Bible that have been part of my journey of faith, not only here for the last eight years, 22 years um, as a priest, but also throughout my entire journey of faith. And one, one verse, one passage, which perhaps is one of the first ones, is Psalm 84, verse 10. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. I think this uh, very nicely summarizes kind of my early life of faith, and still today, but if I were to say what is one of the first verses that kind of summarizes my first stage in my journey of faith, I think it would be that. 
And for all of you, the reason I do this little exercise is that for all of you, it's very important to review and think back into your journey of faith. What Bible passage really strikes you? What part of your life did you feel a shift from one thing to another, a maturing, a growth? And what passage really is the center of your spiritual life? And for me, this was one of the first ones where I was growing up. I just felt this love just to be around church, love to just serve, a love to just come and carry the candle. I was intrigued by candles and crosses and uh, icons and things like that. Of course, that is a very early stage of one's faith. And it needs to go much deeper than that. A faith of intrigue. Some people might be intrigued at architecture. Some people might just be here because somebody else brought them. That early intrigue, which is very important to identify and realize that I felt, and hopefully you feel, that it's better to be in the courts of, the God, of God than to be anywhere else. It needs to mature and grow in all of us. And that's why we need to think of what is the difference between the faith of a 10-year-old, 8-year-old, 6-year-old, and the faith of somebody who's either entering college or somebody who has a job or perhaps somebody running a large corporation. It has to be that love for the things of God, but it has to be much deeper. And I think one of the first verses that really led me to make some decisions in life you know, you all know the gospel of the rich young man, who when Jesus told him, leave everything and follow me, he left away very sad. And that is also a very important pattern for all of us to think of in our life. Sometimes we are challenged with a passage. And many of the saints, St. Anthony, St. Augustine, were challenged with a passage when they heard it and it just entered, penetrated deep in their heart, and they had the choice to either walk away or to make a, a, a serious commitment to that life of faith. Try to think of those passages in your life that really challenge you, that not just interest you in church, but like that lead you to a deeper level of faith. That one for me was Mark 10, verses 25 to 27, that really uh, shook my world, so to speak. When I heard it in church and also reading it at home, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The reason that was so important is, I think, because the narrative that we often hear around us when we turn on the TV, when we have discussions among friends or family, it's the narrative of success. That your worth, your dignity, and your ultimate goal in life is to be as humanly successful as possible. And that is naturally the narrative that I was trying to live and trying to figure out in what way can I become as wealthy as humanly possible? And what way can I maximize the gifts that God has given me? Not in a vain way. I think it was a genuine attempt in my high school years to really work hard, and I did, to reach the goals that I wanted. And to have some fun along the way by buying the kind of clothes that you want and to get the kind of attention that sometimes that brings along with it. But then when the gospel strikes you like that, you realize that that narrative that the world has been filling your heart with and your mind and in fact everything around you, you realize there's absolutely nothing to it. And not only is there nothing to it, Jesus actually challenges and says it's actually very dangerous. If you feel that that is what is going to get you 
eternal rewards and eternal blessings and eternal salvation, then you are sadly mistaken. So the gospel of the rich young man has him going away sad. But the gospel, which actually means the good news, is meant to allow us to go away happy. And that is one of the very important indicators that these passages, the Bible and our faith is authentic and real, that we don't have fear God. Sometimes people might come to church or might say an extra prayer because they're worried that God may zap them or something. That's not how it works. An authentic and mature spiritual life for all of us and especially as we grow, of course, we need to have discipline when we're younger to have special times, but is joy. Is do we hear that passage as a threat to our comfort or as a source of the greatest possible joy we can have in our life? And thanks be to God, I like to think of it that in the end, in that battle, God won. In the battle between me and God, and hopefully you think of it like that for yourself as well, in your battle to do the things that you want to do, in the battle between the things that the world wants you to do, and the battle that God presents to you, hopefully God wins. And I was very happy towards the end of my high school years, and actually throughout my discernment to become a priest, that theme kept on returning to me, is that I could have done so many other things. But God won, and I am happy that God won. So that joy needs to be part of the essence of our spiritual faith and our spiritual growth, which leads me to this third wonderful passage, which is related to the first, which is Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to, to inquire in his temple. That still rings for me every single day. I mean, I never thought of it this way uh, as when I was young and growing in my faith, but I'm actually literally in the house of the Lord all day. <laughs> I'm here all week and all day. And not only am I here as some sort of uh, guardian or keeper of the fortress, or a prisoner of the house of the Lord, but there is a deep joy in being present in the house of the Lord. Now compare that to the joy that you might feel by being at perhaps a special party with very distinguished individuals, maybe famous people, which I've had the, I don't want to call it the pleasure, I've had the opportunity to be in all sorts of circles, and believe me, Nothing gives me greater joy than to be serving God. I've been with all sorts of people. And I see an emptiness in going to a party and being handed champagne and cocktails and just looking at whatever, what everybody else is wearing or what kind of car they drove in. And I feel one of the greatest examples of this, I've had many of them, one was at a, a very fancy event in Los Angeles. It was at the, it was for, organized by the Lebanese ambassador, very, very, we'll get into the details of what the event was. And I drove in to the valet parking with my very prestigious Toyota Corolla. And the guy was looking at me, you're obviously an exception to this invitation. Without exaggeration, there was every possible fancy car you can imagine all around this valet parking. And when I went inside, 
the fanciest event you can possibly imagine at a private club that you won't even know it's there if you weren't private, you weren't individually invited to. I did what I needed to do, greeted people, and then as I left, I went through Skid Row. That's the way that my GPS led me, through Skid Row. And I said to myself, turn to God and say, I'm so grateful that I'm a priest. I would much rather be with these people and serving these people than putting on a lot of phoniness that is not getting me or all those people anywhere. One thing I ask of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. It's very important to see our spiritual life in that in that context of being in the house of God, giving time to God, allowing God to work in us, and allowing ourselves to, to respond to God, once again, with a spirit of joy. Another phrase that rung very deeply, or continues to, to ring very deeply in my, in my heart and my mind is Mark chapter 8, verses 36. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Once again, those themes that we have to answer all the time. The reason some of these themes overlap is that very often people tell me, do you regret being a priest? Are you happy you made the choice? And the answer is overwhelmingly that I, add, I, that I do not regret it and I am so happy that I made that choice. If I think of all the possible paths that I could have taken, some would have leaned to much more prestige, some would have led to, definitely almost anything would have led to much more wealth, but nothing, and I've actually told that to several people who are far wealthier, and I've told them, I am far happier than you. Not in a condescending way, but to challenge them to go beyond what they're doing. I've challenged a lot of very successful people who have broken relationships, who are killing themselves to become a little more successful. Last time I told somebody, I said, what are you doing all this for? I actually said this to two people, very successful people. One person who's in charge of a billion dollar line. I said, what are you doing all this for? I said, thank you. Didn't answer me. I said, if you ever want to talk about it, we can talk. But it's very important to think of that. The many paths we could have taken and the many paths we take and sometimes we glamorize the path that is actually not very glamorous. And that's very important for me to, today to share that with you, that I serve you with joy, that I serve you with a sense of happiness at being present and being a servant of the house of God. And one final verse that I want to share with you is the, is the verse that I placed on my ordination card from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians chapter 3. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that if possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. I only had a few verses on the ordination card, so I actually summarized it with that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, even though this entire passage is important. The reason why that passage is so important to me, because sometimes people think of a priest or ministry in general, because don't forget, you are also in priestly service. You are in ministry to each other and to the world. But the ministry of a priest is not something that I do to you. 
is something that we do with each other. I lead in certain ways because that's what the church has asked me to do. But it's very important to see that the ministry is not something that I am imparting on you. It's not some sort of external blessing that I have in secret and I'm giving to you. We are sharing with each other God's blessing of blessings of life and we are receiving God's blessings as sons and daughters of God. In other words, it's not priests and people. It's all of us as a people of God journeying along the road to salvation and each of us having a very unique role to play in that journey. Today's epistle and gospel were also important to me, but I won't go into that. You can reflect on that yourself. But most importantly, I wanted to uh, thank you for uh, being in ministry is always an honor and a privilege to thank you for this honor and this privilege. And I guess it's never, uh, it's never the wrong place to, to also apologize for any kind of um, whatever ways that you may think that I am not according to your expectations. And there could be many aspects of that. But I can tell you very deeply that I believe in the future of our parish. I believe in the present of our parish. I also believe in structure and order as a very core aspect of us taking the gospel seriously and putting it into practice in very detailed ways. So along the ways, there's always uh, misunderstandings and uh, all those other fun things that we are always hard to come, come across. But finally, I want to ask all of us to recommit our life today to the ministry, not only of this parish, but to the ministry of the gospel. Just like I shared with you a few verses, I want you to go home and make a point of reading the Bible on a daily basis. And find those passages that shake your world. And when they do, ask yourself, do you want to win this battle? Or do you want God to win this battle? When you allow God to win the battle, that is the key to a joy today and to a joy every single day of your life, in your day-to-day life, but also in your life of living your faith and sharing it with each other. God bless all of you and God bless us as a community of faith. Amen.